four, three, two, one. Let's go. It's the first episode, Pick Four podcast. I'm your host, Mark Youngblood. Um, man, this is a giant mad scientist project. I know for people that do it, it's probably super easy and not a big deal. This has been a complete test of my patience over the course of the last uh, four or five weeks. Trying to learn how to use the interface as it relates to the recording software and then actually taking the files you record and uploading it where you've got to upload it and the host of the this and the that and the RSSs and it's ridiculous. Um, but I think I finally got it figured out. We're going to give it a whirl. This is the Pick 4 Podcast. Uh, today's topic, we're going to do our four, sorry, my four favorite 90s sitcoms. Now, there are some standard answers that you'll probably get used, that you're used to hearing. Um, I've got one that uh, may surprise you that gets left off. And number one may not be the number one that uh, you are used to hearing. So, let's start with number four. Oh, for for ninety sitcoms, what what I did is uh, I sort of set a timeline parameter that it had to be popular in the nineties. So it it could have started as early as nineteen eighty nine, um, because those seasons will typically run from uh, the fall of eighty nine through the spring of ninety. So if it started in eighty nine, it counts. If it uh, began in the 90s and ran into the 2000s, that counts. Uh, anything that started before 89, no go. Anything that, uh, so that that eliminates uh, like Married with Children, started a little too early to make the list. Um, if it started after 2000, that eliminates a lot. Uh, I just needed some some definite uh, walls and and parameters to be able to, to have a starting point. So I think I've got them knocked down. Okay. Four favorite ninety sitcoms. Here we go. Number four. This is going to be a surprise. Mad about you. Ran from September of ninety two to May of ninety nine on NBC. Uh, starred Paul Reiser, Helen Hunt, uh, Murray the dog was a super popular character, and really all it's about is married people living in New York City. Not a super difficult concept, but the comedy was terrific. This really uh, was Paul Reiser's uh, kind of a claim to fame. Uh, he'd done a bunch of stand-up before it, been in some movies. But this was his coming out party, and I think he was fantastic. Um, I think he was a producer and a writer. Uh, don't hold it against me if I don't have the... I'm pretty sure the producer part is right. I'm not sure about the writing. Uh, some pretty famous recurring special guests. Hank Azaria is Nat the Dog Walker. Uh, Carol Burnett was uh, Jamie's mom, Helen Hunt's character. Cindy Lauper, Carol O'Connor, 
Mel Brooks was amazing. If you if you remember his character, Uncle Phil. Richard Kind, who is one of the funniest people on the face of the planet, was uh, half of a couple of uh, Jamie and Paul's friends. Uh, he was Dr. Mark Dever- Devineau. Uh And Lisa Kudrow was Ursula. Uh, she was a waitress at uh, their coffee shop. And she uh, Lisa's character Ursula actually predated her appearance on Friends. So Ursula, uh, who was Phoebe's twin sister in Friends, actually predates Phoebe Buffay's character on Friends. One of the uh, the funniest things I found about this show was a. Uh, the sarcasm, obviously, and I think part of that just comes with being from New York and living in New York. Uh, Paul Reiser's from there. Um, when I think of people from New York, his his tone, his inflection, uh, it's it's one of the first people I think of. He in one particular episode, this was became a running joke with uh, me and my sister for a long time. It's his birth. It's Paul's birthday, and for some reason or another, uh, Paul ends up swallowing a sleeping pill after being up for a couple of days. It was purely accident. Jamie catches it, uh, realizes what's happened, and is trying to convince him that he needs to just go in the bathroom and throw it up. And. Uh, <laughs> Paul's line became a, a, a running joke with me and my sister. Uh, I don't want to throw up. It's my birthday. Uh, if that's not grounds enough for just not wanting to throw up, then there there's not going to be any better. Uh, as I mentioned before, Mel Brooks' character, Uncle Phil, he was amazing. He might, he might be, if there's anybody funnier than Richard Kind, it's, it's uh, Mel Brooks. He was Uncle Phil. One time, uh, Paul visits him, and uh, Uncle Phil's trying to ask him if he wants a drink. This particular drink has peach flavor in it. Phil's explanation for the drink is, uh, it, it's really good, but uh, the peach, it's a little overwhelming. The peach, the peach is like a dictator. Um, the funny noises that uh, he thought the ice made when you put the ice in the... Uh, in the glasses, you want one splink or two splinks? You know, splink, splink. This uh, is going to be, th- this is going to be the sneaky one that's going to boot out another 90s sitcom. Some of you may think I'm an idiot. It's all right, it's happened before. Um, the one that's that's going to get left out, and I'll talk about it at the end. Um... It's not going to make the list. You're, you're, some of you may yell and scream. I know a couple of you specifically will if you listen. Sorry ahead of time. All right, let's move on to number three. Number three, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, started in September of 90, ran for six seasons on NBC. Starred Will Smith, of course, as Will. James Avery 
his uh, uncle Philip. He was amazing. Alfonso Ribeiro became a super cultural, uh, kind of transcended uh, the the character's original uh, scope. Um, two actresses ended up playing Aunt Vivian: Janet Hubert Witten and uh, Daphne Maxwell Reed. Karen Parsons played Hillary. Tatiana Ali was Ashley. Joseph Marcel became uh, was Jeffrey the Butler. During that early stretch of the 90s there, this was the show. If you wanted to, uh, you found a way on it. If you wanted to be hip and cool. Um, Nights after it aired, I remember having specific conversations with people at school about what happened. Uh, This was an ultimate combination of TV, music, sports, pop culture. There really wasn't anything like it on TV at the time. Uh, Executively produced by Quincy Jones, I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, Maybe one of the most famous theme songs in TV history. Um, If you're of a particular age, you know the words by heart and probably every word. My children know the words to this song. Um, it it one of those songs that would have been popular had it not been related to the TV show. Amazing guest list: Bo Jackson, Heavy D, Quincy Jones himself multiple times, Evander Holyfield, Isaiah Thomas, Vivica Fox, Queen Latifah, Belle Biv DeVoe, Oprah Winfrey, Boyce to Men. Donald Trump, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Dick Clark, Ken Griffey Jr., Don Cornelius, Chris Rock, B.B. King. This really was the TV show where uh, particularly hip-hop music um, really got some first-hand exposure on network TV. Uh, I think it's that important. Culturally relevant um, for kids in junior high and high school, especially, like I said, uh, I remember having specific conversations about what happened on Fresh Prince the night before at school. It you, you could not get away from the popularity there for about a four or five year stretch. All right, on to number two. The first surprise. Seinfeld at number two. Oddly, the pilot was on in July of 89, and then the next episode didn't occur until May of 1990. It took that long for it to get going. And it ran from May of 90 to uh, May of 98. Starring, of course, Jerry Seinfeld, Julia uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Jason Alexander, Michael Richards, created by Larry David uh, of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, Seinfeld himself uh, was a creator. This was the um, the show about nothing. If you're familiar with it, you love it, and you love it because it's about nothing. Very rarely was it uh, 
that episodes carry over. No running storylines. Uh, plenty of recurring characters, but none of those characters themselves had recurring storylines. It's really a feat of writing and television making that it was as popular as it was, that it ran as long as it did, and that it finished at the end of production. Uh, still in the top, uh, with the top viewership. It had the best ratings when they when they were done. There's a pretty famous interview of Jerry Seinfeld uh, by uh, Larry King, where uh, Jerry reminds him of that fact rather uh, profusely. And I, I think part of the brilliance was that nobody tried particularly hard. The actors, uh, the writing, it, it, the brilliance was in the subtlety. You can argue that maybe... Uh, Jason Alexander and Michael Richards, who played uh, George Costanza and Cosmo Kramer. Uh, their performances at times were over the top. I mean, there's a lot of effort there. And I, and I, don't, I don't mean to minimize their, their work ethic. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying that it had to be some subtlety in their performances and the writing that made this work that probably wouldn't have if you'd spun it the other direction. Uh, if they'd have... Each character had freaked out about everything. Every... Losing the car in the uh, parking garage. Uh, you know, having to go see the baby. It, it wouldn't have worked. There had to be a level of uh, subtlety of some uh, indifference, plenty of indifference, uh, for it to actually take hold like it did. An infinite list of guests who got their start here. Uh, I, I don't even want to try to name them. Just, you know plenty of them. I mean, dozens and dozens of people have gone on to healthy careers after those appearances. Shout out to Jerry Stiller, uh, his character as uh, Mr. Costanza, incredible. Uh, the The cultural carryovers continued for, for what thirty years now. Uh, there are certain phrases you can't hear without thinking of. Seinfeld, or that actually originated from Seinfeld. So, master of your domain, no soup for you, uh, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, are they sponge-worthy? Plenty to choose from. This was a, a ratings giant. Um, they uh, Again, they when they went out, they were on top, uh, and when they announced the end of production... It made the front page of the New York Times. That's what a big deal it was. Uh, they won an Emmy for Outstanding Comedy Series in 93. Um, that year is when it really took off. 93 to 94, they jumped from number 25 to number 3 in the rankings. Uh, they were nominated for that same Outstanding Comedy Series uh, Emmy from 92 to 98. Uh, won Golden Globes, won uh, Screen Actors Guild Awards, 
considered by plenty to be the best ever uh, sitcom. Not even exclusively to the 90s, ever. And I can't... Uh, that's a hard argument for me to counter. The, the, the numbers are there. The performances are there. The cultural relativity is there. I just have another take on number one um, that will at least present another side of that argument. All right, so number one, you're probably racking your brains. You're realizing that we may be down to two. And either way, had I chosen the one that's going to get left off, there's nothing wrong with it. It was culturally uh, a smash. Not quite to the degree that Seinfeld was, but in its own right and time. Uh, number one, The Simpsons. That's right. December 1989 through the current year, 2020. 684 episodes currently and they've been renewed that is a monumental feat of TV making now we can argue the quality of some of the uh, latter half but the quantity uh, you cannot argue with and you only reach that quantity if you're making money Cast of characters, Homer, Marge, Bart, Lisa, uh, Maggie, Harry Shearer and Hank Azaria voiced multiple characters. Each of those guys in their, in their own right are amazing. Uh, the show actually got its start, if you'll remember, on the Tracy Ullman show. Back in 1987, they were uh, little cartoon shorts in the middle of her sketch comedy show. Grew popular enough, fast enough, that uh, Fox went ahead and greenlit their own show. And oddly, it became Fox's first television series to land in the TV Top 30 in ratings. And that was in the 89-90 season when it first got going. Uh, if you'll remember, Fox was a new network. Uh, I think they started in 86, maybe 87. So this was brand new. Uh, and they really hung their hat on The Simpsons, and it ended up paying off. TV show spun off to a movie in 2007, The Simpsons movie. Grossed $500 million. Simpsons video game released the same year. None of the other uh, sitcoms have that. Uh, setting was uh, Springfield. Never gave you a state. I think there was a reason because they wanted Springfield to just be your run-of-the-mill any town USA. Makes fun of everything you can imagine. Uh, work relationships, family relationships, uh, police, racism, difference in class, education, politics. There was nothing off limits 
still is, nothing off limits. Numerous writers and guests. Uh, if you're famous, you've probably uh, had a voice spot on The Simpsons at some point in your career. Words and phrases that have originated on The Simpsons have ended up not only in popular vernacular, but uh, the Oxford English Dictionary, dictionary.com. Uh, Treehouse of Horror episodes? How amazing were those? And they're still, those Halloween episodes are still the uh, the most watched of each given season. So people are tuning in to watch the Treehouse of Horror episodes that aren't watching the regular episodes. 34 Primetime Emmy Awards. 34. Um, uh, the Simpsons, amazing as it is, has not been without its own criticisms. Bill Cosby now, at the time, we didn't know what we know about Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, once uh, Simpsons got started, really didn't like Bart's attitude. He thought he set a terrible uh, example for the young folks. George H.W. Bush said, uh, need a, a little more Waltons and a little less Simpsons uh, in our everyday life. So er everybody had an opinion. It's not only in America. Rio de Janeiro threatened to sue Fox over a Brazil episode that uh, <laughs> I think categorized Rio de Janeiro is uh, probably one of the most least desirable places on, on the face of the earth, uh, overrun with monkeys and crime. Uh, China banned it um, in 2006. Venezuela banned it from primetime in 2008. Um, there's been a documentary made about Apu, the problem with Apu, uh, and it is about the stereotypes of Apu's character, uh, who, if, if you don't know, is, uh, the gentleman of Indian descent that runs the local Quickie Mart, um, any number of <laughs> racist stereotypes that you can imagine, uh, Apu has run through. Uh, in fact, uh, it got to be a problem enough that Hank Azaria basically said, I'm not going to be the voice of Apu anymore. Uh, so kudos to Hank Azaria for uh, pointing it out and sticking to it. Uh, recently, uh, it, it, the decision was made that uh, black characters will only be voiced now by black actors. That has not been the case through the, the course of the show. So the cultural appropriation has been uh, tomahawked for, for better or worse. Um, I think its ability to make fun of those things, racism, uh, misogyny, class differences, those things are what made it great uh, because it never took them... Seriously, if you've ever heard Carlos Mencia talk about uh, why he, you know, talked about race in his act any number of times, it's when you, you give those things power uh, that they really 
dig and take a hold of you. If you laugh at them for the ridiculousness that they are, uh, it's much easier to overcome and get past those. Um, I really struggled with one and two here, Simpsons and Seinfeld. I just wanted to maybe be a little different, take a little different approach. It's easy to say Seinfeld is the best comedy. Zillions of people make that argument, and I, I, I don't necessarily disagree. I just wanted to maybe make a different argument. Uh, let's talk about Friends. Friends did not make my list. And not because I disliked Friends. I watched it. Uh, just about every week, not, not religiously, but, uh, routinely enough. I knew the storylines culturally relevant, uh, you know, a women's haircut was born of this show and, oh my God, I, I didn't know very many, uh, girls in high school that didn't attempt a Rachel haircut. Uh, still plenty of relevant one-liners. How you doing? Uh, pivot. Plenty to choose from. I just wanted to take a different approach with uh, sliding mad about you in there and flip-flopping uh, Simpsons and Seinfeld. That's all I got. Um, this is the first... Uh, we're I'm trying to like figure out what I'm doing. I'm sure there are a hundred thousand things that people could recommend. If you have constructive criticism, by all means, if you know me personally, send me a message. Uh, you can always reach the show. It's got its own email address. Pick four podcast. It's pick the number four podcast at Gmail. Uh, send me an email. Send me some criticism. Let's argue, debate, send me uh, show topic ideas. The ultimate plan is to uh, have some guests from time to time. I hope more often than not. Uh, I think it makes for a better show. For Just trying to listen to me sit here and entertain you for 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, I'm not good at that. I don't like talking a lot as it is. Uh, so... You guys that I've already approached, Ty, Landry, Chris, Mindy, I want to get you on here. All of our kids, I, I want their opinions on some stuff we're going to do. I've got a pretty good list of uh, show topics, but by all means, please send me suggestions. Uh, pick for podcast at gmail.com. Again, this is Mark. Appreciate your time. Uh, hope you come back. Um, I will get this out and if you like it, share it with your friends, rate, subscribe, all the normal things. Uh, talk to you soon.